This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, thanks very much for joining us on our latest podcast. Uh, I think for all of us, it's tough to see the season end. Um, You never like to see a season end, but I think we've mentioned before on the air and uh, will probably during the course of the offseason for 29 or 30 clubs, it's going to end in some sort of disappointment. So coming up on the podcast, we'll kind of gain perspective on what certainly has been a very good year for the Rays. Uh, We'll hear from High and Bloom in a little bit. Uh, After that, we'll hear from Tyler Glass now, along with Willie Adamas, uh, and then Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times to help us uh, put a bow on the season. Um, Let's start with High and Bloom, as I asked him, you know, for a little bit of perspective uh, on what this year was like um, and uh, how he views uh, what was a 96-win regular season and then three wins in the postseason. It's been a little time. I mean, uh, you know, a little bit last night and and then this morning and and then on the plane. Uh, you know, I think it's almost impossible not to. But it is hard because, you know, this this group was so much fun to be around, so much fun to watch them play and, and really watch, you know, kind of watch the country get to know them a little bit. Um, you know, last night we were the only game. And uh, that happened a couple times. And it, it's just fun to, to see these guys in the spotlight. You wish we could have seen them have that spotlight a little bit longer. Is it the goal at the beginning of the year is to get to the World Series, to win the World Series, but to get back to the playoffs for the first time since 13 and all that happened, is it a success by your estimation and and Eric's? I think it would be hard to say that it's not. As much as, you know, this is really disappointing. We want to win the World Series, period. Um, But so many good things happened this year. I think the next step for this group really was to get to the postseason. It took a heck of a lot of wins to do that this year in the American League, and they were up to the task. And then to, you know, go into a hostile environment in Oakland and, and win a winner-take-all game, get down early to a really, really good Houston team, and then fight back uh, to Game 5. I think there were a lot of really good things that happened, and I, I think you have to call it a success, even as we're not satisfied. Individually, what are the biggest successes for you? There's so many. I think that's what made this year so cool. I, I really think so much about this year was really not just a total team effort, but an organizational effort. When you think about all the staff that who, whose work went into the 57 players that touch our roster this year, the staff that worked with them, our major league staff, player development, scouting. So there's so many different stories. I, you know, I think one that's easy to point to, and it's it's been well documented. And he really he he owned the stage pretty good in this division series. Was the progress that Willie Adamas made from the beginning of the year to now. Uh, but there's so many other things. I mean, whether you talk about him, Brendan McKay, who was one of the most prominent players in the country when we selected him, impacting us at the big league level on both sides of the ball, or Mike Brasso, who nobody had ever heard of. And, you know, for the most part, those guys who were signed after the draft, likely they're only just filling a spot for a year or two. And he got himself to the to the big leagues and, and helped get us to the postseason. So at what point do you guys even take a breath, or do you immediately start looking forward? How, how does this work now? 
think you're always looking a little bit forward, even even as the season's going on. That's part of our jobs. Now, when you get to the playoffs, it kind of consumes you. You sort of uh, relish the chance to just be in the present. Um, but, you know, we will kind of gather, regroup, um, have a couple of uh, reasonably normal days, I think, at home with our families, um, and then we'll get after it and see if, uh, you know, if we can climb that mountain a little higher next year. Houston and New York are obviously maybe slightly above, and they were during the regular season too. Do you look at this and say, well, if we only had gotten a home game, you know, if we found a way to win a division, is that kind of the separation? Because it wasn't that big a gap between who was playing at home and road in this series. Yeah, I think they earned those two teams by how they performed over the course of 162 games. They earned the right, uh, you know, to be really called the top two teams in our league. But at the same time, I think we felt it throughout the year and showed in this series you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like that big a gap. And that's really the next step is to is to get up there, you know, to where we can surpass that to where we can win a division, get get that game five at home if it goes to a game five. So we got our fans on our side. Do you have you even given any thought to what the greatest needs or or, or where you'd like to improve the club at this point in time? Or is it too soon? I don't think it's as much that it's too soon as that, you know, we're starting from a position of, uh, you know, having a deep and, and flexible group that that's, that's why we got where we got is because of the depth and the flexibility that we have, where we have so many different contributors, so many different ways to win games. So I think it allows us, uh, you know, to, to look to add talent in a lot of different ways. Can you, I mean, are there things you can do to better avoid injury? Because you had 24 different players on the injured list and a handful that were on multiple times this year. I know some of it was freak stuff. You can't wear steel shin guards <laughs> uh, during the course of the season. Yeah, some things you can't do anything about. But, uh, you know, it's something we've, we talk a lot about. And whether it's a year where we have zero injuries or as many as we had this year, which I probably too many to count. But uh, in any of those situations, you're always looking at ways to do this a little better. We have as talented and hardworking a medical staff as I think there is in the game. Um, and nobody wants more than they do to try to figure out ways to keep players on the field. So, you know, this is something we're always working on. And certainly we have, you know, unfortunately a lot of case studies. But, uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to that staff. Obviously the players themselves, but to the medical staff where just about all of our injured players made it back at the end. And we went into the playoffs albeit with some guys maybe limited, not fully stretched out, um, you know, not fully uh, up to speed, but they were all ready to go. And that's a credit to our medical staff. No question. Um, and I think we probably have to give a lot of credit to the, the coaching staff too for the job that they did. Is, was this Kevin's best year? Um, I know he's done a really good job maturing and growing throughout this process, um, but the team really personified, I thought, his personality in terms of the way they got after it. Yeah, for me, it, for me, it was, um, you know, and I think you could kind of extend it really over the last two years. Um, we have asked a lot of new and different things of our players, and we've done it all in the service of winning ballgames, but it's not something that you just flip a switch or you issue an order and they do it. You have to get them to buy in. And Kevin and the staff, you know, obviously a couple, couple guys changed on our staff from last year to this because some guys got some opportunities elsewhere, but... You know, one thing that didn't change is that how invested the staff was in doing that. And I think when you talk about that reflecting on Kevin's personality, I think the fact that how authentic he is, they know he cares. They know he has their back. They know who he is every day. And that makes it really easy to buy into what's, what he's preaching. For me, the hardest part is that last game, as good as Garrett Cole was, it's hard to move past the fact that Tyler was tipping his pitches and acknowledged it afterwards. <laughs> Can there be something learned from the experience factor of the gamesmanship and being able to pick up on others better 
but also being able to hide anything that might tip something off to an opponent. Yeah, that's something that, you know, Houston, that's as talented in offense as I think there has been in baseball in a little while. Um, and they showed it. And you know what? Our pitching staff did a great job limiting that offense throughout the series. But it just shows how talented they are that any little crack in the armor, any vulnerability, they were ready to exploit. And that's not that. That's something that, you know, Tyler's not the only pitcher who has done that or does it. There are pitchers who do it on a consistent basis. At the end of the day, if you've got big stuff, if you're executing, it's still hard. I think it's just a credit to to that offense but it, it does show you know on it, this is something that you know as Tyler acknowledged you know rears its head sometimes and you know I think uh you know it, it's something to take with him that next time he's on that stage you know hopefully hopefully can you know keep it under control a little bit more but at the end of the day that offense I think that shows you where you know they're a premier offense in baseball right now and that's uh, that's what a premier offense looks like well this has been one of the premier clubs in the league regardless of how the outcome occurred and uh, certainly appreciate some time enjoy a couple days with the family before you guys kind of heat things back up and we appreciate some time on our podcast too Thanks, Neil. And just also want to say thank you to all our fans throughout the year, and especially those two playoff games. That was unbelievable. Thank you. Well, we certainly appreciate High and Bloom's time, and he mentioned some of the great stories of this season, and certainly one of them is the fact that Tyler Glass now was able to uh, perform as he did down the stretch before Game 5 and be able to come back from injury, and really the start he got the raise off to, that 14-4 and beginning. I think we forget how important that was in just setting the tone for this 2019 season, and I asked Tyler for a little of his perspective on this year. I can still look back, like even with what just happened recently, like I can look back with like a lot of positivity. I'm not like too bummed or anything it obviously sucks I wish like things could have changed but as far as like the strides I've made from last year to this year I'm like extremely happy with my season and you came back healthy which I think is probably yeah from peace of mind from everything it's got to feel good yeah I mean I was never like too concerned with what I was going to feel like coming back I think just because like hurting it on like a pitch like throwing a pitch wrong I knew like coming back I was going to be fine and um, once I did start throwing like my recovery was was really good and I just felt good how much excitement do you have for next year now? A lot. I mean, we knew how good we were in the beginning of the season, but now it's, like, very obvious how good we are. And, I mean, my mindset isn't World Series or bust, but I think our chances are pretty high. And how much time do you just let your mind relax? I know you like to do some traveling, get away. How important is that, too? Pretty important. Um, I'll stay relatively local this year. Um, I might, like, sneak away in November somewhere. I'll go to Mexico, get them out, and stuff like local in California, but... As far as like Europe and all that stuff goes, I might go to Spain. I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> well, wherever you are, enjoy it, yeah. and we'll see you in February. Sweet. Thank you. That's Tyler Glass. Now we wish him a great off season, and the same goes for one Willie Adamas, who obviously had um, a spectacular postseason, and certainly down the stretch, he was a big reason why the Rays got into the postseason in the first place. But it was a really special year, you know, for us. You know, being in the postseason, the first full year for for. Most of the guys here, it was really special. You know, it was, it was a big thing. You know, we made it, made it to the to the game five against the Astros. That that was that was big. You know, for us. You know, it didn't didn't go through like it didn't go the way we wanted to to go. But that's part of the game. But for us to be there, it was really special. What did you learn? I learned a lot this year. You know, I learned a lot, defense wise, offense wise. You know. I think I know a couple things now that I have that I can do when I'm doing bad, and you know, it's been a learning year for me. But uh, I could tell you know, like I got 
now I know the time I have on defense, you know, those kind of things I think I learned this year. What did you learn in the playoffs? Because you performed very well in September in the playoffs. I don't know. I was just enjoying the moment. I was just having fun, man. That's something that is not going to happen every every year, you know. And you, you, you just have to enjoy those moments. You don't think about anything. You just go there and play baseball, man, like like a, like a kid when it's when you're like 10 years old. Was game five after that, was it motivating for next year? Because you guys are, I mean, you're not that far behind Houston and New York. Of course it was motivating, man. We made, we made, we made that series uh, to go to, to, to five game, man. We were down 2 nothing, And we played two good games here against the Astros, and we made it to, to game five, you know. And for us to be there against the Astros, the best team, I would say that they are the best team in the league, you know. And for us to be there, it was really big, you know. It's, I think everybody got that mentality, you know, for next year. Everybody had that mentality that, that we, we can, you know, we can do it. Like, we can do it. We have that that talent here to, to make it to, to, to the worst years. How do you want to grow next year? Have you thought about that? I just want to be consistent. You know, I don't want to, like, this year my splits were crazy. You know, I was hitting on the road, and then at home I wasn't hitting, and then my defense was good, and then it was bad, and then it was good. And I just want to stay consistent. You know, I, I, I want to work on that this offseason, you know, try to, find that consistency and just bring that to the to the next year. Thank you for all of your time this year and uh, disfrutas uh, uh, tiempo con tu, tu familia. Thank you. Thank you, Neil, for having me every time and, you know, for treating me good. That is uh, one Willie Adamas, and we certainly appreciate his time and joining us now to put a bow on the season is one Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. And, Mark, for, for your thoughts, um, how do you consider this year and was it, in fact, a success overall? I mean, look, I think it was a really good year, Neil. I think it was a, a better year probably than most people expected and probably some people internally. I mean, the 90 wins last year certainly looked like they were headed in the right direction. But if you were to say that you know Blake Snell was only going to win six games and miss several months, if you were going to say Tyler Glass now was going to miss four months, if you were going to say Austin Meadows was going to get hurt early in the season and miss a few weeks, you know, and just go through Yanni Chirinos. I mean, if you were going to say Jose Alvarado was going to have, you know, the myriad issues that he had and be gone as much as he was and go from being one of the best relievers to being a non-factor. I mean, if you just wrote all those things down and then said, what do you think the record for this team is going to be? You would not have had 96 wins and winning a wild card game and taking the Houston Astros to a fifth and final game. So in that regard, it was a very positive season. Now there's also the natural feeling that some of the Rays have of disappointment. I mean, they took the Houston Astros to a fifth and game, fifth and deciding game. And, you know, maybe if things had gone differently in the first inning, could have won that game and they would be in New York, you know, playing the ALCS right now. So I, I think you have to balance that, but I think, you know, as time passes here, uh, the, players that are stung or the front office guys that are stung by the loss will realize how much success they had this year. They have a good foundation in place. As you literally know better than anyone, they've got a ton of players in minor leagues that are close uh, to helping or can help at some point next year. And that's not even getting into Wander Franco, who thinks he wants to play in the majors next year and, and isn't going to get there. But, you know, there's a bunch of guys that are at that AAA level or high AA level that can be of help in 2020 as well. So I think the franchise is positioned really well for future success. Talking to Stu Sternberg, the owner, last night, he feels like they're just at the front end of a window of contention here. And, and uh, he used the phrase, they control their own destiny, which I, I kind of think means that, you know, they can add and, and 
subtract and wheel and deal as they want, but they feel like they're in a pretty good spot. It's a, it's a pretty good spot, and you have perspective having covered every single year. So in your mind, is this the second best year in franchise history next to 08? And if not, what would be? Yeah, I mean, the 2010 season to win the division for a second time was, was pretty special. And, you know, I, I think certainly at least in the previous regime, they would tell you, and I, I think these guys would agree. I've never asked Eric or Heim this question, but, you know, winning the division in a way, is the bigger prize. I mean, winning the World Series, you get the trophy and you get all the attention, and that's what you celebrate. But winning a division for six months to come out as the best team, especially given whom the Rays have to compete against and the money they have. So in that regard, it might be hard to put them ahead of 2010. On the other hand, the way this team overcame so many things, and, and there was it brought the joy back. That was the thing about 08. It was unbridled joy in the community, amongst the team, the front office. It was just everybody was happy about it. And I think you kind of feel that way about this season, too, or at least that's the sense I have. I mean, there were some things along the, the way midseason or so that came up that seemed a little surreal to people. But I think by the end of the season, those crowds the other night, Kevin Cash mentioned it in the season wrap-up press conference. And those crowds, I mean, I, I'm not saying that that saved baseball. This was a Ken Griffey moment or something like that. But. That restored, I think, a lot of people's faith and perspective that, you know, this this can work here, at least on those couple of days it did. Certainly did. Um, and you mentioned the division. So I guess what we learned from Game 5 is next year the goal is to try and win a division so the game is in this place rather than being somewhere else. Uh, and, you know, if going back to, you know, maybe the regrets of the season, you know, it was up until mid-June the Rays led the division. You know, and, and I think the phrase, I talked to Matt Duffy about this one day, and he said the Yankees did what the Yankees do, and they kind of just turned it on with all the injuries they had, too. So a lot of credit to them and to Aaron Boone. But, you know, the Rays had a chance to win this division, and, and, you know, that early start helped them. And like I said, they circled back to the lead by mid-June. So had they won the division, sure, the playoffs would have set up differently. Uh, their opportunity might have presented differently. And that's always going to be a goal. I mean, surviving that wild card game in Oakland, that seems like so long ago right now. But, you know, the season could have ended that night, and, I think we've talked about this before in some of those pre-production meetings that, you know, if you go to the wild card game, play it on the road and lose, does it even feel like you made the playoffs or not? So at least the Rays have that satisfaction. They got to come home. They got to play two games here and they got to be quote unquote, really in the playoffs. And, and speaking of, you know, as we kind of move forward and, and kind of look at perspective and, and where we are in terms of, you know, the big picture, um, there's still, there's now a lot to do um, to try and catch Houston, New York. And, and to be honest, as we look forward to the ALCS, if I think Houston's a better team, if New York wins, do the Rays really get an assist for forcing Houston not have the pitchers they want when they want? Yeah, I know it's uh, pretty clear that Aaron Boone and, and the rest of the Yankees were really rooting for the Rays in Game 4. They wanted that fifth game. They wanted Cole to have to pitch on Thursday night because, you know, realistically the Astros are going to have to open the ALCS with Greinke. And, you know, do they bring Verlander back for Game 2? Do they want to give him some extra rest at this point? So I definitely think the Rays uh, provided a little bit of an assist to their buddy, the, their buddy is the Yankees. It's certainly going to be interesting going forward. Well, Mark, we know you have lots of work to do. The offseason is upon us. Hopefully you do get some downtime, and we appreciate some time on our latest podcast. Well, I have a big social event in November, Neil. I've got to work around that schedule, and then everything else will just kind of be secondary to that. That's good to know. That is Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, and we certainly appreciate his time and that of Hyam Bloom and Tyler Glasnow and Willie Adamas. And, you know, as uh, we've mentioned, we will have podcasts throughout the course of the offseason. We'll take some time off as well. 
Um, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Race Radio, at Neil Solons, and check out our blog. We'll give you analysis of moves as they happen in the offseason. You can do that at raceradio.moblogs.com. Thanks very much for being with us. We'll talk to you soon.